You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Transition Wild Podcast, the home for those looking for expertise and inspiration on all things Western big game hunting. I'm your host, Adam Parr, and you're listening to episode number five, where we talk with Brendan Labrum of Scout to Hunt. What is up? What's going on? Hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone is getting a chance to get out and do some hunting of their own. If you're anything like me and you have yet to kill anything, <laughs> believe me, you're not alone. I'm uh, I'm still out there grinding it out. I actually this past weekend, late November, over Thanksgiving weekend, I went out to Kansas and trying to fill that archery whitetail tag, but I haven't had too much luck so far. Uh, I've seen a few good deer and I've been on some good bucks, but. Um, unfortunately no shot opportunities this last time I was out so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep after it and um, I'll probably get back there more towards the middle maybe late December my tag goes till January so I definitely have some time I've got about another month left the rifles are kicking off here pretty soon in Kansas but um, that's not gonna stop me I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep at it because that's what it's all about but today I am excited to to bring to you Brendan Labram of Scout to Hunt. I had a really, really interesting conversation with him, and um, actually Dan Johnson linked linked me up with Brendan, or Brendan had reached me reached out to me um, because of Dan, and um, thought it might be a good fit for the show, and and it totally is. And um, I'm not going to dive into it too far. We'll we'll cover everything in the podcast, but. You know, when I first heard of Scout to Hunt and and what they have to offer, um, it kind of almost took me back a little bit. Um, it's it's really a um, a trail camera software program that you can log into, and essentially they have all these cameras um, throughout different states and different areas, and and you can actually log in and view, um, you know, through a subscription these different trail camera sites. So it actually lets you know um, what potential game and what animals are in that area, potential caliber you're going after. So in a lot of aspects, it cuts the learning curve down, Um, you know, not spinning your wheels, going in unknown. It kind of, again, gives you that visual data. Um, There's some really cool stuff that they're coming out with. They've got mapping software and uh, topography and and all these cool things. And um, it was just really cool to sit down with Brennan for a bit. I'm glad we had him on the show. Um, so let's uh, let's not wait any longer. Let's get Brendan on the phone, and here we go. All right, on the phone with us now we have Brendan Labrum from Scout to Hunt. Appreciate you being on the show, man. How you doing today? Doing great, Adam. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're excited. We're excited to have you. How uh, how are things, man? You're out in Utah, correct? Yep, we're uh, we're based out of Utah, Saratoga Springs. Nice. And and is that where did you grow up in Utah? What's your what's your kind of backstory look like? So personally, for me, um, I'm actually from Boise, Idaho. Um, so I'm a native Idahoan which kind of helped get me into this in terms of my, my love for the outdoors, um, just kind of in my blood. But uh, we're, uh, we're currently, like I said, we're out where Scout Hunt is from Saratoga Springs, but I'm from Boise, Idaho. Okay, got it. And, and you uh, moved to Utah, and what's, is this, is Scout to Hunt, is this something that you're doing full-time, or is this a side project for you guys right now, or how, how does that dynamic work? Uh, it's got to hunt a full full time gig. Yeah, this is uh, we're fully invested in this, and uh, we're really excited about it. 
Really? That's, that's really cool. That's really cool. So, um, I, I assume you're, you know, somewhat, um, you know, outdoors person and, uh, but you mentioned on kind of when we were talking a little bit before, um, you haven't really caught the hunting bug or haven't really dove into that. Is that something that you're looking to do in the future? And, um, is that something, uh, that's maybe some of the team members on scout to hunt are, are involved in as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I guess all that, but you know, the main, main partners involved and our main team members, especially our field team, um, they've grown up hunting. They're, they're full, full bred hunters. Um, and I've always, you know, wanted to get involved in it and just haven't had, uh, the funds or time. Um, and I never really grew up on it, uh, personally. Um, but, uh, getting involved with scout to hunt was, it was a huge opportunity for me for, you know, for a lot of reasons. Um, but it also has, uh, like you're saying, kind of catching the hunting bug, um, being with the guys, awesome guys that we work with every day, um, is definitely getting me uh, a lot more antsy to, to get out there and, and, uh, get some of that mountain meat. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Once, well, I, uh, just fair warning, I'm sure you know this as, as soon as you get involved and <laughs> as soon as you start down that road, it's, it's a slippery slope and it's one you may never get out of. <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> Well, cool, man. Um, so, so you're from Idaho, and when did you, when did you make the move to Utah? So I, I, I don't personally live in Utah. I mean, we're like I said, Scout the Hunt is based out of Saratoga Springs. Uh, we have oh, okay. our, our Got it. Uh, most of our team members are down there. Uh, so I apologize for the confusion on, on that, but um, I, I'm in Idaho. Uh, but uh, you know, I obviously will work out of you know within the, the two states. Yeah. And how did you get linked up? Um, how'd you get linked with, with the guys that are, uh, doing this now? Are these guys that you knew from past maybe work experience or friends or how'd that all come to be? Yeah, just through some personal connections. Um, our, 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 our one of our main partners, kind of the, the, the mastermind of Calcon, um, had been throwing the idea around for a while. And, uh, once things kind of got more, um, you know, people were talking and in terms of, of the people who were involved and, uh, it got to a point where we just wanted to materialize it and, and manifest scout to hunt. Um, so yeah, I was fortunate enough to uh, have those personal connections. Got it. Yeah. And, um, I was curious, I mean, how, how did all this come to be? I mean, it's a, it's a really intriguing idea or a really intriguing software and the platform and what you guys are doing. Um, and we'll, we'll dive into that in a little bit, but, um, how did this all come to be? Well, I guess first explain explain for everyone listening what exactly is Scout to Hunt and kind of give us the high-level picture. And then, you know, maybe a little bit of backstory and how this all got started and, and maybe how you got involved. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so first of all, Scout to Hunt um, is what we call a uh, visual hunting research platform. Um, and we've given it a specific name called the Visual Data Platform. Um, and basically what it is, is it's taking a step further, uh, in the direction of how to prepare and research for a hunt, um, whether that's, you know, applying or purchasing tags, uh, or if you already have tags and preparing to, you know, get boots on the ground and scout, uh, where you're hunting. Um, but basically what it does is we our, the backbone of Scout Hunt is our field team who manages and operates our private system of trail cameras uh, that we have throughout Utah and, and uh, Eastern Nevada currently. And what happens is all the data that comes in that's recovered through that, that massive system um, is updated or uploaded to the platform where members of Scout Hunt are able to go in and visually confirm and analyze these images, the type of game, the quality, age, class, genetics, et cetera. Um, and they're able to do that on a personal basis, you know, gain first-hand knowledge of these things rather than rely on speculation or hearsay about a certain unit or area. Um, and this data is, is aggregated or grouped or organized, I should say, um, by what we call sectors, and about 45 square miles in area um, that uh, represent where these images or these game are, are, you know, are regionally within the units. Got it. Yeah, no, it makes sense. When, when I first, we've kind of first linked up and talked to, 
about a month ago, I was, I was pretty intrigued by this whole concept. I was like trail cameras and, and, you know, all that data coming in and it, and it really makes sense. And it's, and it's an interesting platform. Um, so how did, how did all this come to be? Like, what was this an idea? Um, you know, where some of the guys running, running cameras on their own and trying to analyze certain things or see, um, you know, what's going on and just having trouble with, uh, finding the time to go check them. Um, is this something where it got started with an out of state hunt and just not knowing where to go and kind of popped the idea that way? Um, tell us a little bit about how that all came to be and how this all got started. Yeah, absolutely. So our, uh, the, the, one of our main partners, um, again, who's the mastermind really of all this was doing a personal hunt. Um, and he, uh, you know, has a full-time job and, and is, you know, very well occupied with, with those, uh, you know, with the job and the family and everything. So, um, it limited his ability to go and scout. Uh, I, I don't recall where exactly he was hunting, but, um, he wasn't able to get all the information he wanted to. Uh, and, and in that process, um, what they did is he, with the buddies that he's with, they purchased, you know, a handful of cameras. I think it was like 10, 10 or 12 cameras. So not a whole lot, um, but somewhat a significant amount for a person or for one person. Um, but what they did is in order to kind of save time, they went out once or so and, and put all the cameras up and then came back, uh, later on and retrieved that data. And they were able to utilize those 10 or so different points, um, to pattern the bucks that they were, they were looking for, um, which saved him time in the, in a way that he wasn't having to go to all those areas and glass them and, and scout them, uh, over, you know, a period of time, but it was able to kind of cut that time down as well, give him more information in terms of the behavior of the bucks, uh, or the bucks that he was looking for. Um, and so he was able to come out successful with that, that effort. Um, and it kind of started moving things around and, 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 uh, getting some gears going in his brain in terms of how he could use this or how could this, how this could be beneficial, um, for everyone on a larger scale, how that kind of, if it was a beat to be expanded to hundreds and, and thousands of cameras, how that would benefit a lot of people over, you know, a large, uh, region of the, the West. Um, and so that's, you know, and it took a little while to kind of figure things out, but that was kind of the, the starting point of this idea. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm, I'm originally from Michigan and I, I moved out a couple years ago and I'm still learning the whole ball game of, of Western hunting and, and scouting altogether. Um, but you know, running trail cameras in the Midwest is, is something that's much more, uh, or is, is much less time consuming and, and the scheme of things you come out to the West, it's not something that you can just, you know, oh, I'm going to take 25 minutes and drive over to my spot, walk 300 yards and, and check that camera and, and, and go back home. It's, it's just not that, not that simple. Um, it takes a lot of time, a lot of dedication. So when, when you introduced me to this, I was like, you know, it kind of gave me that aha moment. And especially for somebody who's coming out, um, maybe has a draw tag that they've, they've, uh, waited many years to maybe get that tag and built up those points kind of starting from scratch. And from what I understand of your, your platform, um, you're able to actually see what animals are in that area, um, based on your different trail camera locations. So it's, it's a really, really cool concept. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you had mentioned it before, you know, um, in terms of, for an out-of-state hunter, um, it, it's super beneficial. You know, I know there's a lot of guys in the Midwest East that, that hunt the West, and they come out here um, kind of blind. They don't really know where to start or where to get information. Um, and so with this type of platform, this tool, they're, number one, able to see and confirm the potential of a unit when they're, you know, planning on and trying to figure out and researching where to actually apply. Um, and you use the example of somebody who is waiting, uh, who finally draws a tag that they've been waiting on uh, for years. You know, you don't want to screw that up. And so uh, whether you're looking to apply for tags or you draw a tag, 
you're able to get insights into that unit, figure out on a regional basis where this game have been spotted, you know, within a, you know, 45 square mile areas and confirm for yourself the potential that you have in hunting those areas within that unit. So you have a strong starting point in terms of where you should put boots on the ground, where you should apply your scouting efforts. Um, so you're not running around. Cause some of these, especially in Utah, some of these units are, are huge. Um, and you know, that, that's extremely time consuming, like you said, especially in the West with the type of terrain, uh, that you have to cover, you know, it's, it's rugged country in a lot of these parts. So having an idea, at least to know where to start and apply those efforts really helps you, uh, Number one, gain the confidence to get out there. Uh, but two, it, it really makes your, your scouting efforts a lot more efficient and effective. Yeah, it cuts down the learning curve for sure. I can, uh, I can totally see it. So, so backing up a little bit here, Brendan, what, what is your kind of day-to-day responsibilities with the company? What's, what's your title? What are you doing? Um, what's that look like? Yeah, great question. It, it's, with any entrepreneurial pursuit or endeavor, Everybody kind of helps with everything in a way, um, but my main focus, if you you know if you want to kind of narrow it down, just be um, you know marketing, customer acquisition, and basically just helping everybody figure out what we are and let them know that this is this exists. Got it, got it. Yeah, and and, and checking out the site, I uh, I'm not like a marketing guru by any means, but that's what I went to school for, and you know I kind of have a eye for certain things your branding uh the logo the site everything looks super clean uh modern uh very user-friendly so hats off to you on that man i appreciate it thanks that's good to know (laughs) yeah man keep up the good work i like it so um so we kind of touched on what what scout to hunt is high level essentially um have these trail cameras you mentioned um you know, quite a few cameras. How, how does that exactly work? So you have a certain amount of cameras, you're running them in these certain locations. Um, describe how that works. Are you, are you, are these cell cameras? Um, do you guys own the cameras? Are these, uh, cameras maybe that other members are using? Talk a little bit about how you're actually running that hardware and, and how it dumps into the platform. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so number one, we own and operate the, the system. It's all, uh, you know, there's no third party information or anything like that. It's all in house, all scout to hunt. Um, so all the information that we have literally is only available through scout to hunt. Um, our field team, like I said before, is really the backbone of scout to hunt. Um, they're the ones who have decades and decades of, uh, not only hunting experience, but guide experience, um, behind them. So they really know what they're doing in terms of uh, placing the cameras, rotating the cameras, uh, you know, managing the whole system and recovering that data. Um, so, yeah, we, we own all that. The, wow. the pr- process is, um, is, as you can imagine, anybody who owns, you know, five or so cameras, uh, understand that that's a lot of work just with five. And so when we have, the, the massive amount that we are dealing with, you know, it's, it's, a uh, it's, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very, um, uh, labor intensive. Yeah. Uh, for our field team, but they really, in terms of the numbers and, and the uniformity throughout the unit, it's really based off of, um, their understanding of the terrain and what areas are bringing in, uh, or observing data or, you know, animal movement. So if we have a camera that doesn't really pick up anything, uh, that'll obviously be moved and rotated to another location. Um, so there's no set amount per area or, or per, per unit, um, because obviously not, you know, every inch of the unit contains or holds, you know, the, the, the type of quality animal that you, you want to hunt for, uh, or may not have any animals at all. Uh, so it, it's kind of, uh, an adaptive process in terms of where the cameras are um, and the uniformity throughout throughout the units. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally it does. So so you have a group of guys and team members going out there every so often um, pulling cards, 
maybe replacing batteries and then you're taking those card pulls and then dumping them, um, probably going through and sorting them out, I would think, and then uploading them to the platform where then members can then see on a map. Um, and then, and obviously just like a normal trail camera, see when they're coming through, what animals are there, um, sort through different things. Um, is that, is that kind of the basis of, of what you guys are doing? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Our field team, ha- you know, manages and handles all that. Um, so when they recover the, the information from each location, um, they, the only things that they sort out are the, the non-informative images that are caused by wind or grass or, you know, whatever that doesn't have any information uh, in terms of, uh, animal movement. Um, so that way when the update, the, the data is uploaded to the platform, the members only see the informative images rather than having to sort through the, the brush and the branches on their own. Um, so that, you know, kind of streamlines the process for the members. Um, but every image that does have a game, whether it's, you know, a cow or a doe, a buck or a bull, um, those are all updated to the platform. So, uh, and, and it's really beneficial, you know, we don't, we don't sort out the does or the cows um, because those are obviously uh, a factor in a lot of things. Um, if you're, you know, really serious about hunting, those are things to consider, um, especially during, you know, the later season. So being able to see the different genders of the, the species um, is, is a critical, uh, you know, aspect that we want to include for the hunters to be able to see and analyze on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and as I was kind of going through things um, this past weekend and, and checking out the platform, I noticed it's not just deer and elk, you'll have bear and predators and, different game on there so you, you kind of have a wide variety it's not just for certain animals although maybe a lot of people will probably using it be using this more for elk and mule deer and some of those more popular game choices but you do have other um you know you're you're catching a wide array of of game coming through those cameras so that's pretty neat to see too and it also potentially broadens your horizon for customer base it does yeah and and i get like you know like you said the elk and the deer are probably the uh, the focal point for a lot of the, the hunters. Um, but yeah, there's there like you said, there's bison, there's there's mountain lion, um, there's coyote, which you know it, those aren't really hunted the same way at all, uh, and you know compared to elk and, and mule deer. Um, but yeah, there's a wide array of species that you're able to you know gather data on and get an idea of you know again on a regional basis where their activity is taking place. Got it. And, and so once the images are, are gathered off the cameras, is this something that these sites on your platform, um, are these updating once a week? Are you guys doing this, uh, you know, once a day, is it as they come in? What, how do, how does that work? Yeah, you know, good question. Um, and to be honest, we're, we're, we have a lot of plans to, expand our coverage here in the, the next you know the coming spring uh, so we're kind of working out some of the details and how to um really streamline the recovery process for our field team um at the moment uh, in this past season it's been about a month on average so the, the areas will be you know within a month time frame some of the outskirts and outliers have been a little farther than that which we don't like you know it, it, but it, unfortunately it's just um, the way it is when you're, um, we just launched, you know, this that past summer, August 1st. So, um, you know, it's just the growing things that we're dealing with, but our, our goal for this coming year, uh, spring through the next season, uh, it's going to be about uh, two weeks, uh, updated time. So, uh, a region or, you know, within the area will be updated every two weeks. Got it. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty pretty real time for the for the scheme of things and i imagine as you build this data and and get years and years of of camera pictures you're going to be able to start seeing trends um you know of when certain animals may be in that area when they're moving off um and kind of build that up is that kind of the 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 thought process going forward as well it is yeah you you nailed the you nailed it right there man because there, and we're really excited about, there's a lot of things that 
that um, aren't in the platform now uh, that have to come with time, you know, based on the trends and data you're kind of referring to. But there's a lot of things that we're anybody would be able to learn over that course of, uh, uh, you know, that type of duration in terms of years or, or, or so or how many seasons or whatever. But the idea is to be able to get those unique insights, to see those trends in terms of unit activity um, on a regional basis, um, along with, you know, with weather and uh, other, uh, all those other factors uh, that kind of go into these things in terms of the, the behavior of the animal. Um, and that's something that we're excited to, to be able to see over the, the course of Scout to Hunt, um, you know, over the long term, because there's definitely some information in there uh, that we'll be able to extrapolate, uh, extrapolate and, uh, and, and analyze, which I think will be super valuable to the hunter. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, just being able to see, you know, what you're looking at as far as age structure or type of animals or what you can expect, um, you know, for that certain area, the, the long term, and I think the real value add is is that data and being able to maybe go into the platform and say, all right, I'm hunting this week, uh, you know, over the past five seasons, it seems like we've had really good movement in this certain area on these types of winds and maybe this weather condition at, you know, this type of uh, time of year um, and, and really start to analyze that stuff. So I, I imagine you guys are really going to kind of hone in on that and um, and maybe you already have some of that stuff too going on, but I imagine as you gather that data and that information over compounded over these years, it's it's really only going to get better as, as you go. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And you know, it's, um, it'll just provide a bigger picture, uh, that will kind of be easier to use to be easier to incorporate, uh, as reliable information into your strategy. Cause you, number one, you're seeing it, you know, you trust the data cause you're seeing it firsthand, but knowing that those, those trends and those behaviors have occurred, you know, um, repeatedly or, you know, are a regular, regular occurrence. That's something that you, you, you will be able to firmly rely on and you don't have to necessarily be afraid to trust it because you're, you're seeing it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. So I'm on the site right now. Let's, let's kind of walk through, um, you know, how one might be, how one might be able to use this platform and, and, you know, talk about maybe creating a profile how that works, and then talk about the back end of the site. When you actually log in, what are you looking at, and um, you know what are some of the features of that, and, and how is it used? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, number you know the first question there, how is it, or yeah, I guess the main question is how is it used. Um, so, once you become a member, you 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 set up your account, you log in. Uh, and there is a, you know, seven day trial that you can, you know, test it out on and kind of play around and figure out, you know, the value of it on a personal level. Um, but once you become a, subscri- a subscriber to Scout to Hunt, you're able to use our map based platform is what it is. So it's, uh, you have the topographic satellite and street modes currently. And over that map based platform are what are called sectors. And so that's what we call them. And they represent about 45 square miles of, of area. And those sectors are what organize the images that are within that sector. So when you click on one, what happens is a sector panel pulls out from the right side and highlights or, or shows the images that have been uh, taken from within that 45 you know square mile area or that sector. And so... Like we said, I said before, when you're looking at this sector of this area, you're able to visually confirm the type of game that's there, the quality, age class, genetic, um, basically confirm for yourself the potential, not only of that sector, but of that unit, right? Because it's on a unit basis, because you can highlight uh, the layers uh, on the map that represent the boundaries of each unit, um, so you know which unit you're researching. And then on a sector level within that unit, you're able to see, again, the potential game uh, within that area. So in terms of use, one of the main applications of Scout to Hunt is 
when you're looking and researching to apply for tags, uh, and maybe you're exploring a new state, uh, you don't know Utah, you don't know Nevada well, you're able to go in and get, you know, firsthand, gain firsthand knowledge of the potential of these units that you could apply for. So you're not, again, you're not relying on just what people speculate or, you know, what they say about it. You're actually going to be able to confirm it for yourself. Um, so you have that confidence of knowing where to apply, where to put in, because you know for sure that that game and that quality is out there. Yeah. So the next step in the application of it would then be, say, you, you know, you, you draw that tag or you purchase a tag elsewhere. Um, and for some people, maybe you draw and, and you just don't know where, where the area that you drew the tag from. You're able to apply those similar insights, look at the regions where you know you see the type of game that you wanna you know you wanna hunt, uh, confirm that potential, um, and gain an idea of where to focus those those scouting efforts once you actually get boots on the ground. Um, so you're not you know a deer in the headlights in terms of stepping out into this vast unit. You at least have uh, direction, you know, a starting point to start working on. Yeah, and that and and with Western hunting, that's really what it's all about. Um, you know, any trail camera, whether it's this platform or running my own, it's it's not an end-all, be-all. It's just more of a, a, a starting point, and it's going to give you a, a very good inventory of what you can expect to go after in that area. And then really from there, once you're actually out hunting or scouting, you're just reading in real time what's happening and what's going on, and you're making adjustments there, um, you know, is, is what I've found for the most part. Right, right. And then, you know, I know there's a lot of hunters out there um, with, you know, typical Western hunting experience. Sometimes you go for a few days without seeing um, anything or early, uh, you know, not seeing the the bull or buck uh, quality that you were hoping for. Um, And for a lot of people, you know, that, you know, when you're hiking through through all that that rough country, it it, uh, can be, um, it can be rough. It can be tough. It can be, you know, discouraging. And so, having this information will definitely be a major support where you know for sure that at least that you know that that's out there somewhere that you're not in a completely wrong end of the unit or you're, you're not wasting your time where you thought game were or you thought that quality of game were, but they're not. So having this confidence um, is a major morale booster in terms of, you know, knowing for yourself that that quality is out there. Yeah, man, I, I totally get it. And I've actually kind of, it's, it's a little different than, than what we're talking about here, but I've, I've really ran into that same scenario. Um, I hunted Kansas a few years ago in 2015, didn't get the tag last year. Um, so I didn't really go out there at all. And then I went out this summer in July and hung a few cameras on the farms that I'd hunted, which had great deer in the past, um, multiple mature deer and, and bucks on both farms. I put up a couple cameras on each farm this summer in July. I didn't get around to checking them. Um, I drew the tag this, um, you know, this past summer, I go out there to hunt, uh, beginning in November and I check the cameras and I have between both farms, I have one mature buck on <laughs> all the cameras. And it's like, if I would have, you know, just kind of, it's a little different, I'm saying, but it's kind of along those same lines. You, you wait a couple of years, you spend all this money. I got to drive six hours to get out there. And I, if I don't know what's going on, um, I'm kind of spinning my wheels. And I, and really I felt like I was starting back at square one because these farms that were so good a couple of years ago have changed. And, um, it's just not the same as it was and it, it makes for tough hunting. So I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. I totally get it. And I can see how this would be very valuable, especially for somebody I, who's non-resident out of state and has waited years to draw that tag. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Um, and, and you talking about that, it makes you want to clarify it. And in terms of scout to hunt, uh, we only cover public land. Um, which is obviously a lot different than what you you know you deal with in the Midwest for sure. Yep. Um, but anybody who's planning to come out to the West, um, obviously there's a lot you know there's definitely a lot of public land out here, um, and that's what Scout to Hunt covers. So um, that would be the expectation if you come to join Scout to Hunt uh, that you'd be seeing all the data that's coming from the public land uh, areas. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total sense because 
private lands are a different world in, in a lot of scenes, especially, especially in the West, a lot less pressure, um, you know, just a different dynamic altogether. So that makes total sense. Absolutely. And uh, another point that uh, you remind me of when you're talking about your experience out in Kansas, um, obviously, you know, the more information, the, the better. And that's why you, you put out those cameras and you wanted to gather that information. And that's what's really cool about um, utilizing Scout to Hunt in tandem with your own efforts is you are able to see what, uh, see the data that's coming from our system. And you can then base your decisions off of where you want to put your cameras, where you want to kind of scope out another area that may not be covered within the Scout to Hunt system, right, or the visual data platform. And so you're able to kind of cover or increase your capacity to gather that information uh, by using, you know, your own set of cameras, your own set of information in tandem with Scout to Hunt. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. And, uh, you know, because, like, if you are maybe the next state over, you can plan a couple scouting trips and, and be able to monitor that and compare and contrast. And, and it's just an added bonus. And it's, it's one more thing that's going to, going to help you gather that Intel for the upcoming hunt. That's really cool. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm on the platform right now. I'm logged in, um, kind of talked about it a little bit. So if I zoom in, let's say I see these little, uh, forget what you call them, uh, like a pod or something or a point of the sector. Yeah. Sector sector. Um, so I zoom in and I can see, and I can click on one of those and you know, it's an overlay. Um, I have some different options. I see, I can get a topographic view. I can get a satellite, you know, like a Google earth view basically. And then, um, a street view. Um, if I click on one of those pods, is that one camera per 40, 40, uh, mile location or 40 mile radius, or do you have multiple cameras in that pod? Right. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a group of, of, of cameras. Um, so okay. it, each, each sector represents, um, multiple kit locations within that area. Got it. Got it. So it's, it's not just like, Oh, I hung it up at this water hole. Um, one camera it's, it's multiple throughout that, throughout that sector. Correct. Yep. Got it. And, and we talked on a little bit, but one of the other thing that, one of the other things that's pretty intriguing is the actual mapping tool itself. Um, explain that. I mean, you can do, so you have these sectors that overlay onto the map, but it seems like the, the map and the topography are, are really dialed in as well and, and very interactive and, and user-friendly. Um, it seems like you guys have kind of really nailed that down and it's not just like your your blurry uh <laughs> outdated map it's it's like the real deal i can tell that for sure yeah absolutely and that, that's something we wanted to get right from the beginning um obviously mapping is a key component to to hunting where whatever you're you're whatever you're doing um so we wanted to make sure that that was as high as quality as possible um and so that the topographic version or topographic uh, map player there, um, you know, is, is 24K. Uh, so you got, you know, very detailed uh, topography. Um, you're able to, like you said, you're able to zoom in and it's crystal clear. Um, it provides a lot of information. Um, and one of the things we're going to be adding into there, you know, more trail information. There's some some trail information on there. If you zoom in uh, enough, you can kind of see some of those highlighted, but we want to add more and there's more information we want to add to the maps. But uh, the mapping is definitely... Um, a key aspect for quality that we want to convey and we want to provide to the members. Um, and along with the satellite, the satellite um, is not only just satellite, but it's aerial imagery. So uh, if you zoom in uh, to the, the, the furthest layer uh, of the, the satellite version, um, you're able to see really detailed the terrain um, from a, an aerial perspective, um, which is really nice. I know Google Maps is, is the go-to for, for anyone. Um, so if you like Google Maps, you're going to love this map because it actually provides more detail when you zoom in uh, due to the aerial imagery that takes over after you zoom in further enough from the satellite, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally does. No, like I said, it's it's very dialed. I, I Upon 
getting in there and kind of playing around with things and using the map itself. It's, it's like I said, very dialed and, and well put together for sure. Um, yeah, I like it. So do you, do you envision this to be something where people can eventually maybe mark waypoints and, and use it more as their kind of overall scouting? Like, cause I use Onyx maps and I'll, I'll mark locations and then I use Google earth and I'll, mark locations on that. Um, is this something that, I mean, maybe you already have it, but is this something that you're going to be able to maybe drop waypoints and then this would also become part of a, a scouting tool of mapping and trail access and, you know, potential hunting areas? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And I, I can't say exactly when that is. We have a whole list of items that we want to implement. Um, we just got to take it, you know, one step at a time. Um, but yes, that, that is correct. And, and there's, a, there's quite a few other items that we want to, and any features that we want to implement uh, to the platform. Um, in terms of mapping, that would be, you know, water data. Um, you know, like I said, there would be more uh, details on the trails, uh, property boundaries. Um, that's obviously an important factor. And that's, you know, definitely why Onyx Maps does so well. Um, so a lot of those features will be implemented as we go, you know, continue on. Um, some of the other cool features that are unique to us um, that we're really excited about, uh, one of them, as the mobile app comes out, are uh, preference sectors or preference um, notifications. So soon you'll be able to highlight a sector um, as a preference to where when that area is updated, you'll get notified on your phone. Uh, so you'll be sitting there, you get the notification that this area that you you are, you know, researching has received, you know, updated information, and you can hop into the mobile app once it's released and, and uh, you know, view those, those that data. Um, so, and you're able to do that on the sector in, in unit basis, and you're able to kind of more manage your your researching uh, process. Um, so it's more dialed into how you need it on a on a personal level, a customized level, um, and then uh, you know, you're obviously just more aware of what's happening. Um, with the, the data as it comes in. So that's definitely going to be a major feature that we're, we're excited to be releasing uh, with a mobile app soon. Yeah, that's really cool. So if, uh, so I'm clicking on a, I'm clicking on one of these sectors right now. I can see, I can pull it up. Um, it allows me to filter and sort, you know, what, which species, which animals are on that particular camera. I can sort by, um, you know, most recent to, um, you know, ascending or descending order. And then you can actually just get in and view each picture, which is pretty cool. And, and you had mentioned before, um, and I was playing around with it yesterday and I can't really figure, maybe you can walk me through it, but I know you could get into and, and click on a specific unit as well and, and dissect different things that way. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Yep. So if you, uh, look on the left top corner there, uh, you have two drop-down boxes. One is a species and one is a unit. Um, you have to do them in order. So you choose, for example, elk and the species drop-down. Um, and then it'll highlight all the elk unit boundaries uh, that we have in the system over the west. Um, and then you can go ahead and click on the unit drop-down box after you've collected, selected the species and select the unit that you want to focus on. Um, so if you select on elk, and then you can select down, go down to Utah and click on you know, the plateau boulder unit or the... Um, any bull units or whatever you yeah. can see there. Do you see those? Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, so I selected elk, and then I, um, you know, scroll down to Utah, and then yeah, all the camera or all the locations are there, and I can click on one. As soon as I do, it zooms. It takes me and zooms in on that particular unit and pulls up all those different sectors, which then I could, you know, click on all those individually and review those pictures. That's pretty neat. That's cool. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's a few things that we want to. We're we're constantly in the process of improving it. And there's a few things in terms of the 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 listings there and how to filter things that we're working on to improve and adding a few more options to filter. Uh, one of the ideas that we want to implement is, um, you know, sorting through the the does and the and the cows from the bucks and the bulls. Um, obviously, we want that information on there, but at the same time, it it you know it'd be good to have those separated so you can um, see those in, in a more streamlined process. Uh, so there's a few more filtering options that we're, we're working on, but 
Um, but that's, you know, that just comes with, uh, with time. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Cause I can see how that would be valuable. I'm going to be maybe, uh, earlier season, uh, before the rod, I'm going to be focusing more on the, uh, bulls and, and where you're getting those pictures at that time period. But I want to know more about the cows and the does, uh, closer to the rut because that's where right. they're all going to go. And, uh, so that, exactly. that makes total sense. Exactly. Yeah. And, and just while we're on the, the, the future aspect of scout hunt, one of the kind of going back to the mapping, um, what gets one of the, there, there's the main aspect of, of scout hunt that obviously deals with, uh, the game activity, you know, the potential in the unit. Uh, but there's also kind of what you're referring to in the mapping is the ability to gain those geographic insights. Um, and so in order to kind of optimize that along with the mapping that we have, uh, there's, two, two uh, items or features that we're going to be implementing. Uh, one of them is uh, uh, aerial analysis, or aerial terrain analysis is what we call it. Um, and I hate to use the word because I don't want it to be uh, misinterpreted, uh, but the, what we, what we use, do is we use uh, drones that we, we own. Um, and again, I just want to put the disclaimer out there that these drones aren't used in any way for, for game activity or anything to do with the game. It's purely for the terrain. Uh, and basically, like, I don't know if you notice while you're on the platform, when you pull out, when you click on a sector, you see up on the header of the, the sector panel, there's an image of the terrain uh, or a few images that, that kind of rotate. Did you, did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. I was I was wondering what those, I didn't know if that was just like a back random background header image you put in there <laughs> that looked cool, but that that is no, the uh, actual area. <laughs> That's the actual area, yeah. Really? So you want to provide, okay. you know, um, because obviously with mapping, it, it, it's informative, but at the same time, it can be deceiving or, or it can be misinterpreted. Um, you know, so having real perspective of the terrain is, is, a, is a huge uh, component to, uh, well, you know, to being successful, uh, at least even in your, just your scouting uh, in terms of being able to navigate the, the terrain. Um, so the aerial terrain analysis um, it would basically be uh, – a 360 degree video uh, from the air, from one of our drones uh, of the terrain. So, you know, if you're looking at a certain area in the unit, you'd be able to look at, you know, view that video and get an idea of, you know, certain uh, ridges to, to climb to, to scout on or, you know, get more perspective of how the terrain actually is and how deep and steep it is. Um, so, you know, just like it is, it's, it's like we call it, it's an aerial terrain analysis. So you're, you know, equipping yourself not only with the knowledge from the game images from the trail cameras, but you're equipping yourself with the, the uh, visual tools for the terrain. So you're, you're, you know, it's just an all-around preparation uh, or preparatory tool. Um, and along with that, another item that we're including are 360-degree um, imagery or VR locations on the ground. Uh, you know, certain areas or, you know, a water hole with the water data, similar to what you would find on Onyx Maps, um, you know, how it lays out some of those water holes. Um, you'd have a, a 360-degree image of that, that terrain area. And again, this isn't doing anything with the game, uh, but it's just a visual um, visual uh, opportunity to see and get true perspective of that terrain. Wow, that is, that is cool. I didn't even wouldn't even expect something like that from, <laughs> from this platform, but it, it totally, that, that makes sense. And I can, I can see that as the future. As, when I first started scouting and using Google earth, especially in the West, I mean, you'd look at it and you can kind of, you can kind of tilt the view and, and get a grasp of the landscape. But I tell you what, it is nothing like what you think it's going to be. Um, <laughs> there are a number of occasions right. where I would, I would uh, do some scouting like, ah, it's not going to be that bad. And then you get there and it's just like (laughs) straight up and you know how it goes. It's just, it's never as what it seems. Um, But that is cool, man. I had no idea. I, yeah, I was, I was looking at that picture on there last night and I was like, Hmm, these are changing every time, but I wasn't just didn't put two and two together, but that, that makes total sense. Uh, I really like that, that drone imagery because that's going to give you a better perspective for sure than just looking at an aerial image or uh, potentially Google Earth. That's, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah, we're excited about it, man. It's, it's, 
um, you know, we've gotten great feedback on it. We, we, just like you were saying, just from that personal experience, you know, the value that that would provide in terms of getting that real perspective of the terrain. So we're, we're excited to get that implemented soon. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. That's real cool. Real cool. So kind of getting close here to wrapping up. Um, but dive into a little bit about, you know, maybe do you offer different packages? Is this something that, uh, you have to buy a year subscription? What are the cost? Walk us through that whole process. Yes, absolutely. So right now we have uh, what's called the tracker subscription. We do have future plans to release a tiered uh, subscription option, um, but right now we just have the base option, um, which is nine, currently $99. Um, sometime in the future, um, we're going to be changing that back to its original price, which is $149, uh, and that is for the year. So uh, currently it's $99 for a year subscription. Um, and that is the only option, just a yearly option. Um, so for $99, you get access to uh, a massive, tremendous amount of, of trail camera data uh, throughout uh, the 156 or 50-something states, or, or uh, not states, but uh, units that we cover within eastern uh, Nevada and Utah and hopefully Colorado here uh, uh, in the future. Um and then obviously with all the other things that we were talking about, and that's all included just for the, the $99 for the year. Got it. Yeah, you can't even, uh, with my uh, truck, I can't even go on a scouting trip and back for, for that price. So <laughs> it's actually not too bad. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So so really your bread and butter right now seems to be Utah. Uh, that's really where your, your kind of home base is. It's really where you have most of the locations. Uh, you've expanded into into Nevada. Um, what do you see next? Do you see like Colorado and Idaho and and some of these neighboring states coming on next? And and when do you anticipate uh, those launching? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, there's so many other great states that surround Utah and Nevada. Um, but based on the feedback that we've gotten from from uh, members and non-members, uh, Colorado is probably going to be, uh, it is, it is our next step. Um, I can't give, uh, a solid date on that in terms of when we'll be expanding on that. Our, our goal is to get out there hopefully this coming year for this next season. I don't want to, you know, guarantee that, um, just because we also want to increase the density within the coverage that we have, uh, expand out a little more into to Nevada. So, I, you know, it, there's a lot that goes into it. it again, it's, it's very labor-intensive, and it's, uh, it's a very um, big process for our field team. But we are in the process of, of adding on new members, uh, you know, uh, member, or, uh, you know, field team members um, to help us uh, achieve those goals. Uh, so to wrap back to your question, Colorado is our, is our uh, intended next step, and uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, this coming season. Got it. Well, when you get that live, or if you're ever over in my neck of the woods, you'll have to uh, let me know. I'll I'll help. Uh, I'd gladly help hang some trail cameras with you guys. <laughs> Perfect, man. We'll uh, we'll definitely reach out to you for sure. Sounds good. Um, so it sounds like it sounds like maybe for the guys that are hunting Colorado or looking at that, or maybe some of these other states, um, it sounds like we need to kind of pay attention. Of, of, of some events that are going on and, and maybe news related from you guys, where's the best spot to go? Um, what's the website? What we, what can we do to kind of stay in touch and, and, you know, be in the loop of some of these updates? Yeah. Um, it's cut out a little bit there, but I think I got the gist of your question. Um, but uh, in terms of, you know, being within the loop, staying within the loop with Captain Hunt, um, the best option would be to uh, either sign up for our newsletter that we have at scouttohunt.com. Um, you can follow our Instagram pages, um, just scout to hunt on Instagram, scout to hunt Facebook, scout to hunt Twitter. Um, one of the main benefits or the main ways that I would recommend um, would be to, to sign up at least for the trial so you get first-hand you know, uh, experience with it, hands-on experience with the, the platform so you get a better idea of what, what, you're, what we are and what you're dealing with. Um, and through that process, we 
uh, we'll be able to stay in touch with you, you know, by way of uh, email. Um, but if anybody wanted to contact us, you know, directly, they can go to our, our website, com and, and reach out um, via our contact information that we have on the site. Got it. Got it. And are you guys planning on going to any of the, you know, Western hunting expos or trade shows after this yes. season? Um, to walk us through some of those. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, our, so the one that we have here in a week, uh, practically, um, is the uh, RMEF or Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Outdoor Christmas, um, Outdoor Hunter Christmas Expo. Uh, that we had in, in, in Las Vegas at the uh, uh, Vegas Convention Center. Um, that'll be from December 7th to the 16th. So we'll we'll be there. We're, we're booth um, 1745, and we're going to be right next to the uh, the beautiful Browning booth uh, that they'll have there. So um, it shouldn't be too hard to find us at that expo. Nice, nice. Yeah, and uh, I imagine you'll probably have something set up where people can kind of get in and interact and, and, and see it firsthand and, and get to know you guys a little better. So that's real cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're going to have about uh, four TVs, four big screen TVs in our booth. Um, just walk in and, and start playing around, get hands-on experience, because uh, that's the best way to, to learn how this uh, will benefit you. So, yeah, very interactive. Cool, man. Well, that's great. Well, I've uh, I've taken up enough of your time. I really appreciate it, Brendan. This is, this is all cool stuff. Um, you know, I thought, you know, it was kind of more cameras, and uh, I really didn't know what to expect. But it seems like there's a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. You guys, you guys have a lot of um, newer technology that you're really embracing, and um, it'll be really neat to see where you guys take this and and really develop it. I mean, it's a great tool already, but um, it sounds like it's only going to get better. So, again, I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll look forward to staying in contact. You bet, Adam. Thank you. And that is it. That was a lot of fun talking with Brendan from Scout to Hunt. Appreciate him being on the show. Man, that that is some cool technology. That that really opened my eyes to what the future is for potentially scouting out of state or planning for your upcoming hunt. So I hope you guys really found that useful. And and one thing to really keep in mind with all this I mean, I'm, I'm in my late 20s. I've really grown up with technology from, you know, <laughs> from day one. I think, you know, it's, it's important to realize that we all have different standards of how we use this technology or how we actually hunt. Um, you know, you have a lot of different sometimes clashing like, oh, use a recurve and, oh, use a compound and, oh, you only rifle hunt. And the same thing goes with scouting and trail cameras. Oh, I don't use trail cameras. Um, I only scout on foot. Or, yeah, I use trail cameras. Or, yeah, I use cell phone trail cameras. There's all these different levels. So I think it's important to really recognize and and not to get caught up that, you know, maybe this is something that's um, newer. and But in my mind, it, it doesn't necessarily cross any boundaries. You can hunt however you want to hunt. You can scout however you want to scout. We're all in this together and embrace it how you want. So, um, again, thanks to Brendan for being on the show. Really opened my eyes to a lot of these new things that are coming down the pipe and what they have going on is really neat to see. So go check them out, scouttohunt.com. Appreciate you sticking with me for the past hour or so it's always a pleasure if you haven't already done so make sure you go to sportsmansnation.com you can go there and subscribe directly off the website make sure you go to itunes you can subscribe that way as well leave us a review if you like what you're hearing go ahead and hit that five star review and 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 leave us some good feedback i'm not the only one on the network we have the diy sportsman we have the Landon Legacy and, of course, Dan the Man Johnson with the Nine Finger Chronicles. So, um, again, hope you're doing well. Make sure to go check out TransitionWild.com. I've got a lot of cool content coming out here, especially as we wrap up the hunting season. We're going to jump back into more 
scouting and how-to articles here in the offseason. And we'll just keep rolling. So I, I appreciate you. Hope all is well. And we'll talk to you soon.